welcome to Spiritual and Ambitious. I'm your host, Whitney McNeil. I'm a certified medium and spiritual teacher, and I help spiritual and ambitious souls just like you live your life purpose through your career and attract abundance by connecting into your intuition and spirit guides. Let's get spiritual and ambitious. Welcome to another episode of the Spiritual and Ambitious Podcast. Today, I have my dear friend and guest expert all about creating magic in your life. So today, we're going to be talking about how to have more clarity and invite more magic in your life. Because let's face it, the past three years, we have kind of been at this place where we have felt stuck. We felt like things have been dry. We felt like things might even feel very overwhelming. And Patty is here to help us break through some of those feelings today. So welcome, Patty, back to the podcast as a returning guest. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Oh, yeah. it's. I mean, I love it. We talk every day, but this conversation needs to happen so everybody can hear this. And when you started talking to me about inviting more magic and what that could look like, it felt so exciting. So before we dive into it, let's just talk about where people are right now. What we've been hearing together is separately and from our audiences, how we've been feeling ourselves sometimes even. So it feels like people are overwhelmed, stressed, kind of blah. This <laughs> is yeah. a great way to describe it. It's like the meh emoji, like meh. Yeah. It's kind of how I <laughs> feel. <laughs> meh. So uh, tell me a little bit more about what you're feeling or what you're hearing or sensing. Yeah, and both are true. I had been feeling it really right up until just a couple of weeks ago. And and I've been talking a lot about it in my community. And so therefore having the conversation of this experience that quite frankly, I certainly have never had before. And I know a lot of the people that I'm talking to haven't where we feel stuck, but not stuck where you almost have like writer's block or liver's block. You know, like it's not like you're just that you're blocked on what to do forward. It's that you're confounded that things, even when you've like could muscle up enough energy to do the things that kind of get you moving or get you believing or get you even manifesting, right? Like, just like, can I visualize something better? They are not only not working, but a series of experiences have happened over the couple of years, the last couple of years that have left you, left me feeling, and not you specifically, Whitney, I won't put that on you, but almost like they've blown back up in your face. Like something where you thought you were following inspired action or you were using a process that used to work, it it not only doesn't work, it then gives you a negative response. Your environment gives you a negative response. And that is very, very scary. You may not say, like you listening may not have thought it was scary up till this point, but what has happened is hope is now feeling risky. Like believing in possibility feels scary because we feel collectively as humanity, like we're waiting for the other shoe to drop. 
and there's brain stuff going on that's causing this. We think everything is working differently. Like the stuff we used to do that worked is not working anymore. And it feels like that's true. It feels like that's true. But actually what's happened is your brain can only see what it believes it's supposed to see. Like it is impossible for a brain to see something it does not believe in short of you going through a life-threatening event. Like we've heard of people's brain chemistries changing because they like, you know, they have a serious fall or an accident or, you know, something like that happens. If something like that happens, it can like rewire everything for sure. But when we all went through isolation, what happened was the brain was fed an overwhelming number of triggers that made it believe that the other shoe was going to drop, that we were not safe, that we could not rely on doing certain things to make other things happen, that whatever we believed in wasn't true. So we went through this period where very subtly for many of us, that was being programmed into our neurotransmitters. And there's a lot of people, especially introverts, that said like, oh, isolation was beautiful. It was lovely. It was wonderful. And yes, surface-wise, you may have experienced that way, but your brain was experiencing something totally different. And it was being programmed then to be in a constant state of the other shoe is going to drop. And so when we all left isolation and then we stepped out into the world, Anything that didn't match that the other shoe was going to drop experience got registered at a much lower level. So you have changed. You are experiencing the world different, but it's not because the external world is so significantly different in terms of the metaphysical world. It's not that the energetic world is interacting with you differently. It's not that the things that used to work aren't working. It's that we didn't realize that there were these minor events that used to give us an emotional reaction that kept us on our path that we no longer register. And when that started happening, our brain was able then to tell us that your belief in spirit, your belief in being able to manifest, your belief in being able to create possibilities beyond your human potential was all a lie. And now you see these beliefs have put us, me, the ego, and me, the soul, at risk. And you, the human, need to let the fear brain have control. And that's the place we're actually at right now. Mm, that's really powerful. Hope feeling risky. And in summary, it wasn't that those modalities of things that you used to believe in or used to manifest weren't working. It is some triggers, some chemistry, some changes in the belief aspect of it and what your brain is even seeing that's possible for you too. It almost reminds me of a narrow vision, you know, whereas when you're on top of the mountain, you can see everything. And then all of a sudden it's like, I can only see what's in front of me, this one little thing. Yeah. That's really, really powerful. And I've, go ahead. Well, the other thing is that, because I'm sure some of you listening are like, oh no, Patty, I can point to where I did this thing and it used to create this. 
And this is the shit show I got in exchange, you know? So like, and I have those examples too. The thing is that when those things happened, they happened to shift you in a different direction. And you were still in the middle of your metaphysical story. You were still in the middle of the energetic experience of that happening, but your brain calculated it as the end of the story and it shut you down. And all your resources went into protecting you from what you fear rather than continuing to move in the direction of potential and possibility. So I just wanted to clarify that because I am not diminishing the fact that, and Whitney listens to me like, well, first of all, if we take just last week, Whitney was listening to very long voice texts about how shit was going (laughs) wrong for me. So there's like legitimately things not working the way they are supposed to be. But the reason is that the places we're being taken are vastly different than where we've been taken before. We are being taken to much higher altitudes. And that means we have to start resting when we get to a base camp. But when we try and push through base camps, when we try to push through energetic base camps, that's when we get hit by those pushbacks. But those are really so that you can rest and restore your energy levels, not because the divine is giving you a big F you. Oh, that's so good. I'm hearing so many people too feeling like they're at a resting place. Not everybody, because some people are getting these little like, okay, I'm going to go ahead. But a lot of people too, I'm still hearing, I've been in this energetic base camp for like years or for eight months or whatever it is. And I'm raising my hand too, because I really feel like I've been in that place for a while as well. So let's talk about how might someone kind of get through that? Yeah. What are some tips to help somebody that's struggling, that misses action, that misses the clarity to be okay with where they're at or anything else that comes to mind for you? Mm. Okay. So first I'm going to not answer that particular question just because I got a huge download, which is going to be so cool for, even for me and Whitney, because it's something we've been contemplating and like, what is up with this gig, like ginormous amount of time we're spending at this spiritual base camp, right? Or this energetic base camp. And when we say that, what I'm talking about, I think what Whitney, we're both talking about is we very much run our businesses in alignment with our energy and our energy has not called forth a lot of very expansive actions. There's things we felt called to do that are sustaining our communities and are putting important messages out into the world. But both of us usually experience these bursts of, okay, now go do this. And we bring something big into the world. And neither of us have had that pulse in a while. And so what I just got was the download was the reason for base camp is so that your body can adjust to the new altitude level. And we within our bodies, and I say this, I'm doing this as a collective we, if you're listening to this, I believe you were meant to hear this message. And I believe Whitney and I were meant to hear this too together. And I actually think we're both calling it forth. And if we weren't together, we probably, I probably wouldn't have even be able to get it is that there is a ton going on inside your energy body. So it feels like there aren't big moves happening, but in fact, we are processing not just for ourselves, but actually for the planet, which is 
a lot of us highly sensitive people, we already know that we process things not just for ourselves, but with the planet. But we are actually holding, anchoring this vibrational jump that the earth is taking, which is part of what the pandemic was about. It was a pause button so that earth could elevate at a different rate. So we're processing this within ourselves. This is not going to answer your question though, is which is what can someone do to sort of like navigate this time, maybe find hope because this is more of a mental exercise. That was more of an explanation, but that's not going to help you, right? That's not going to help you with what you asked for. And so the first thing I will say that is so helpful if you're not doing it already is using Oracle cards every single day. And there's a reason that beyond just the strength of Oracle cards, which is that Oracle cards let us connect to multiple senses, that we connect to touch, we connect to sight. If you are someone that smells when you get a message, you're probably getting a scent as well. So we have very tangible senses that are being engaged. What that does is when your physical senses are engaged, your fear brain slows down and lets you have more space for the kind of communication that is really going to sustain you. So it's just so important for you to do as much as you can do that engages the senses because that's going to be what keeps the amygdala, the fear brain from having its way with you, which is really what's causing us problems. The second thing you can do, and before I go on, did that make sense, Whitney? It did. Yeah. Yeah. So along those same lines, being out in nature. So putting your feet on ground, hugging a tree, literally looking to the birds for messages, looking to animals for messages, all of these physical beings help our brain believe in the messages. So this is just getting sustenance. The next thing, which is going to sound a little crazy, is go back in time to the moments where you put those big things out in in the world, the exciting things, the things that felt like big manifestations for you. It might've been drawing a love interest into your life. For me, it was putting on like big live events, right? Which I haven't felt called to do until just recently. Go back to those times and do a 360 scan of what else was going on. What were you eating? What almost always were willing to invest differently in very subtle things that actually speak to that time. And I didn't even share this with you yet, but what I realized, Whitney, is I've stopped getting my nails done because who the fuck's even going to see me, right? And I honestly (laughs) don't like getting my nails done. I like the end product of having my nails done, but I don't actually enjoy that process. And I'm like, I'm not just going to get my nails done. I'm going to get tips put on because they really do make me feel like more something like more sparkly. Right. And I saw that because I was watching the last episode of carpool karaoke and it was Adele and she's so fabulous. Right. And she just kept talking with her hands and I just kept seeing her nails. And I was like, (laughs) 
if I was just working, I wouldn't have those long nails, but if I was just working with even just like tips on right now, I think I'd feel more fabulous. But like, I've almost been in the state of what's the point right up until now. And that's what I'm talking about, which is four years ago, I would have been able to think that up easily. And I'm not anymore. That's where we have to start giving our brain some physical experiences that remind it of how fabulous we are. Remind it of the magic. Mm, That's so good. I was doing this yesterday where I said, you know, Whitney, you've been in pajamas like every day, which is my choice and whatever. But how about you wear some regular clothes and put some makeup on yesterday? So I did that yesterday. (laughs) I felt so good. It just made a difference. And when I talk to my students in some of my programs where we talk about abundance or we need to kind of get into this different vibe, I'll say, you know, wear something different. Wear something that feels goddessy. You know, if you feel like you just can't find it. And that's what that reminds me of. Like, get your nails done. Whatever it is that feels really good for you. It's such a, such a good reminder because especially with the pandemic, we were pretty much at home and that's it. So this is a great way to kind of get back into our brain of let's access that magic. Let's access that manifestation and how we felt at that time. That's a really, really good one. And we're going to take a really quick break. But when we come back, I want to talk about clarity, why we feel we don't have clarity right now and how we can get more clarity and invite more magic into our lives. So hang out with us for just a few moments. We'll be right back. As a professional psychic medium, I've done tens of thousands of readings, but I felt a call to move more fully into teaching intuition, but I still get so many requests about doing readings. So while I don't do readings anymore, I have brought in some very trusted colleagues who are now available for live one-hour readings on Zoom. If you would like to book your psychic medium reading, go to messengerofspirit.com forward slash appointments to see our available readers and schedule your Zoom reading today. All right. Thanks for hanging in there. We are here with Patty Lennon talking about how to have more clarity and invite more magic into your life. Patty is such a great expert with doing just that with more magic and play and fun. And we've been kind of missing that. A lot of us in the world have been missing this playful energy, this fun, this manifesting energy. And we also have been missing clarity. So Patty, why do you feel like so many people, I mean, we've talked about it the first part of our episode, but more specifically, why do we feel sometimes that we can't get the clarity? It's almost like a veil is right. Yeah in our clairs sometimes, where it's like, I can't see past to the next thing. And I have come up with a couple of solutions of being in the present moment, uh, recalibration, but I wanted to hear your perspective on why you feel like "Eh, it's a little murky right now. Yeah. I mean, we did talk about like some of the brain programming stuff that's going on. So I won't repeat that because that's really the mental stuff that is going on. And this is going to sound very like, don, 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 and it's not, okay? It's the only words I can find based on the question you're asking is that 
there is a battle between light and dark happening right now. And light's already won. But dark is fighting really hard for some power. And the way that represents within our own personal system is ego and soul. And ego isn't darkness. It's not that. But darkness isn't darkness on the planet. You know, there's no evil person on the planet. There's no evil event. It's that there's a piece of the ego that is in fear that is creating shadow, really. Mm. And right now within us, going back to that hope feels risky, is your soul is eternally optimistic because your soul is divine. Your soul's not in fear. Your soul's not unclear. Your soul is totally at peace with the fact that right now is not a time for you to make some gigantic leap. Or if it is, it's totally on team leap. It is not lacking clarity. So when we're lacking clarity, it's simply because our mind is getting in the way. But historically, at least for me, and I think for you too, Whitney, is we could feel it. We could feel the discernment of, oh, our soul's calling us here, but our mind is doing something different. But what's happened is because of the pandemic, our brain acquired, our ego, our amygdala acquired some extra neural pathways that it can plug into that we just have to reduce the size of them. So like neural pathways run deep or they run very shallowly. And the deeper ones are because we continually run thoughts through them. Well, the pandemic created new neural pathways and they weren't good ones or they strengthened existing ones. And so it's almost like if you had like... um the Oz, the Wizard of Oz, and you've got this little man and he's like shifting gears right behind. The amygdala's got a whole bunch of new gears. And so all the tools you had to deal with your old bullshit don't work because it's new bullshit. And you just haven't acquired the tools to manage the new bullshit. That's on the brain level. On the energetic level, what's happening is we have some old energy cords and some old energy pathways, but like almost think of it like not just an individual cord, but almost like an energy strand that runs back to the past, multiples that must be released. They must be released now. And before we used to be able to spiritually compartmentalize them. But now they're all stepping forward because for our soul's evolution, we must release. We must release. And so that is calling forth our soul's attention. So where our soul can normally be in there and be like, shut up, ego, we're fine. Our soul is like calling us to deal with some old stuff. And that feels really uncomfortable. So Also, when we think we don't have clarity, what we have actually is clarity, but we don't want the clarity we're getting. And so we're denying. Mm. Oh, yeah. I can see that. It's like when people pull the Oracle card and they're like, no, don't like that message. I must take it back in the deck. (laughs) Get another one. Yeah. It's funny because with your deck, I told you this from like a couple of weeks ago to about three months before that, I knew I was cloudy. 
you know, like I knew I just didn't have clarity. So when I pulled the cloudy card, I was like, yes, I just took it as permission to do nothing. Nah, answer's not here. (laughs) Oh, well, (laughs) right. Yeah. I mean, that does give you permission. I like that. I like that. It does. But I'm trying to think of what like a, like, oh, inspired action. I called Whitney about the inspired action card, like no less than three times. I'm like, it says take inspired action, but I don't know what the inspired action is. I don't feel like the time is now. You know? (laughs) That's right. So if you're pulling, I'm going to explain that. If you're pulling the inspired action card, also know that you don't have to be doing anything now if you don't feel inspired to do it. It's like a permission card of, just allow for it to come in and it's okay to wait. And when it does come in, take that action. So it's also a permission card, but I wanted to explain it since you brought it up because I'm sure other people have questions about it too. Yes, that's good clarity. I think the point is four years ago, your deck didn't exist four years ago, but four years ago, if I'd been pulling that card, that wouldn't have been confusing for me. But now it's almost like, <gasps> you want me to take action? Where am I taking action? I don't know. You know, that's your oh brain bullshit. Yeah. And it's speaking to something else. So many people too are so afraid they're going to take the wrong action. Mm-hmm. Like they're so afraid. Oh my gosh, I'm not taking action and I'm supposed to be, or I'm going to take the wrong one. And again, that speaks to the fear that has kind of been built up. And it, it's a lack of trust in ourselves of trust in that process. So it sounds like to break through and have more clarity, we would need to remove cords, remove this path and create new pathways, which I feel, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is to invite more magic into your life and new patterns. So could you tell us a little bit about what magic kind of means in your context and how we can do that? Yeah. So I mean, typically when I'm talking about magic, I'm talking about the energy that bridges us from where we are to where we want to be when we don't believe our human effort can get us there. Mm. And that's almost always the context I'm talking about it in. But at an even more fundamental level, when we're talking about the magic we all need right now, we're talking about divine life force. Every time we put our attention on fear, we drain our life force, not permanently, but it's like we send our life force into something. And I'm talking about your divine life force. I'm not talking about the thing that keeps your heart beating. I'm talking about the thing that makes you who you are, the thing that animated you when you became a human, you know, the basic makeup of your soul. It's time to call it all back into center, to pull it back from the past. Because that's the other thing is, as the fear brain got activated, we start sending more energy back to our past without even knowing it, because we start taking care of other things we were afraid of that we had compartmentalized, right? Yeah. It is time to pull that life force back into your soul and then unleash it and send it out into the world forward because right now it's going backwards and we need to pull it in and send it out going forward. Does that make sense? It does. And how do we start to do this? Cause I know that you're having a two day event about unleashing your magic, but are there any 
tips that you can share as a little preview. And then please tell us about that event too. Yes. Well, because the clarity came first before the event. Like this, the reason Mm -hmm. I'm doing the event is because now it all suddenly dropped in and this is what we have to do. And the thing is, what we have to do is first look at the reality, look at our reality, right? And I mean that both in the good and the bad, which is, yes, look at the things that are making you uncomfortable, but also see the blessings. I was just talking to a friend about the event and she started crying and she said, I can't feel the blessings anymore. She was like, I can see them with my eyes. I can know them with my mind, but there is something inside of me that won't let me enjoy my marriage the way I used to. And she's been with her husband for like 25 years. She knows he's a good man, She, but all she can get any energy around is what he does wrong. And it's not mm. like he's a bad husband, right? It's this. Yeah. So the first thing we have to do is really, okay, look at what's not working, but then really look at what is working. And when you can't feel that, really acknowledge that desolation, really acknowledge that disconnect. So that's step one, right? And then from that place is take what you see is not working, whether it's the fact that you can't appreciate something that is real or there's something that you don't like, and then flip it on its head and start to see what it points a light to. Because that's what we've been resisting doing. Now, that's not easy to do unless you start to also acknowledge the choices you've made and the parts of your past that you haven't forgiven yourself for. So that is coming to a place of forgiveness to yourself. And you might use Ho'oponopono. You might use your own process. You might use journaling. But, And I'm one of those people where I was like, yeah, forgive my past self. Can I just move on? Like, can we just accept? Yes, I know. I was always doing the best I could with what I had. And right now, the divine's like, no, no, actually, we're not going forward now. This is a reckoning. You have to actually look at the choices you made and truly know you were doing the best you could. You can no longer just know it with your head. You must know it with your heart now. That's powerful. And then from there, really call in the help of your wise ones, of your spiritual wise ones, you know, your ancestors, your spirit guides, really call in the counsel of wisdom and listen, even if you don't like what they're going to say, because what they're going to say is not going to be like, you screwed up. You, what they're going to say is patience. They're going to say you are on the right track. They are going to say you can focus on this right now. And this one you need to leave in the divine's hands. Hmm. That's so good, Patty. Thank you for sharing that. So tell us a little bit more about this event that's coming up on the solstice. I know I'll be there talking about spirit guides and Oracle cards and I'm excited, but tell us a little bit more about what you might expect with this unleash your magic event. When you I'm like asking a question and I'm telling people about it. But when you started to tell me what was going to happen, I got really excited and it felt like it was joyous. 
It was fun because I feel like we've been stuck in this serious place where we have to like put our head down and, and focus, or at least we feel that way. And this event feels really magical, fun, and just kind of reminds me of like fairy energy in a way of, oh, I get to play in that way. So I'll be quiet finally and let you talk. No, it's funny that you said that because everything I just said now is just like, like do this. (laughs) And it actually, forgiveness is like, it really can be playful because the truth is you're fabulous. You're fabulous. The divine doesn't see anything to forgive. So forgiveness is truly acknowledging how fabulous you are, just acknowledging how fabulous you are. But when I really felt into this and got this download, I realized that the solstice, the summer solstice was that crux of this point, that this is the place that was going to open up the most space for us. And this is really about For me, as I started to get these downloads, I just felt like doing this alone isn't, there's just so many opportunities for our mind to take over. And I really wanted to be able to hold the space for people so that they could come into this two-day experience and just let go, just have like you know, when you go into a spa and you have like a a salt scrub and they're like rubbing away and like get, and then you come out and you're all like shiny and like new. And that's like day one, just like, let's just let go. Right. Like what if it didn't have to be hard? What if forgiveness didn't have to be hard? What if it was this fun, joyful, like celebrating the truth of who you truly were and are? Mm -hmm. And using practices, you know, for everything for me is about blending both the metaphysics and the brain science. So it's just me, like, you know, very subtly, like deprogramming those neural pathways so that there isn't something someone has to do to release all of this. It feels risky to hope, right? Like, what if you Mm -hmm. just someone could flip a switch? And your possibility was like your programming again, right? So that's day one. And then at the end of the day, we're going to do a summer solstice ceremony. And then as we move into day two, we're going to take all of that energy and start to create the way forward, right? Like mm-hmm. you'll identify what the actions are that you already know you want to be taking. You will connect to your council of elders your spiritual council of elders for guidance. You're going to get the connection to those forces that you used to easily tap them before we went through this fear building exercise called the pandemic and realize, oh, they were always there. Oh, there you are. There you are. Yes. Mm. And there will be crystals and there will be smoke clearing and there will be Oracle cards and there will be, guest teachers who are brilliant. And yeah, that's, it sounds fun. I think it's very playful, especially with what we've talked about with some of the, I don't want to call it curriculum, but some of the content or the topics. And I I love that there's so much space for spirit to flow. 
her magic to flow, which is really fun as well. So if you are interested in attending this virtual live event, you can go to messengerofspirit.com forward slash magic. I hope to see you there. I'll be one of the guests there talking about spirit guides, oracle cards, and Patty really knows how to create an amazing event and also a very magical one as well. So Patty, thank you so much for being a guest. Do you have any other kind of messages or thoughts that you want to share before we end? Yeah. The one big one I I had that I don't think came through is this fear brain stuff I was talking about. The simplest way, because you asked me for tips, the simplest way to disconnect from it is in community. Because the fear brain is all programmed to make sure it's not being rejected, to make sure it's doing what it needs to do to hold on to its tribe of origin. So when you're doing something by yourself without community, it feels like you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders, especially when it involves fear. When you start to bring in other people, you can just witness them letting go of the past. You can witness them taking a step forward. You can witness them doing pretty much anything and with you're within proximity to them, it does it, like it reprograms you in the process. So if you can get into community and whatever you're doing, that is going to make it just a thousand times easier, no matter what it is. You know, the example I use is to make it make sense is if you go to a yoga class, if you practice yoga, and you are in the room with someone who's able to get into a pose that you haven't been able to get into yet, usually because of fear, handstands are a really good example. Your rate of being able to do that goes up like exponentially. And I experienced it myself. I didn't believe it. I couldn't get into a handstand. I was like, what is this? And then I took, and it was the fifth class of doing it around other people. And all of a sudden I just flew up into a handstand. That's how it works. Our brains are crazy, crazy creatures. Absolutely. Because I know there's a lot of introverts listening who feel like, ah, community, I'm overwhelmed. You know, I I can't do it. When it's a community of people who have a vibration that's there to support you, it's not necessarily overwhelming. It is a wave of support. And just as you said, I've seen this in my communities. Even if you feel like you are not necessarily speaking up and being super engaged in it, just being around people who are and have that vibration does affect your energy. It gives you this boost. It gives you this like a wind beneath the wings. I feel like we should just sing that song, but it helps you kind of boost you up and go higher, which is really amazing. So I hope you all check this out messengerspirit.com forward slash magic. I hope to see you there and let's have more clarity, get all this funk. So Patty, thank you so much for being on the podcast again. I appreciate you. And this is just awesome. Thank you. All right. So I'll be back next week with a brand new episode, but until then here's to staying spiritual and ambitious. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And if you loved it, would you please share it with a friend? I would also love your review and a reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find me at messengerspirit.com and you can take the four intuitive languages quiz and find show notes there too. 
If you want to connect on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, you can find me at Messenger of Spirit. I'll meet you right here next week. Here's to staying spiritual and ambitious. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.